It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, master plan world. Welcome to the fifth podcast in our 2018 e-commerce growth series. Yep, we're halfway through. And it remains, as it always does, a pleasure to have you guys out there listening. So thank you all for tuning in every time. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce master plan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on e-commerce marketing. The 2018 e-commerce growth series is a set of hand-picked interviews to give you ideas and inspiration on how to grow in 2018. We're covering lots of key topics I think you should be considering and getting into some fascinating e-commerce businesses, just like we'll be doing in this episode. Do let me know what you think and how you find it. If this e-commerce growth series whets your appetite for really going for it in 2018, make sure you're also signed up to our e-commerce master plan virtual summit. It's completely free and packed with videos from experts covering lots of different ways to improve your business. Alison Quill, founder of Bright Minds and Our Generation World, really enjoyed the summit. She said, have watched dozens of your summit videos. What an enormous joy and so well done. Loved everyone and picked up lots. Thank you. Get immediate access to all that content at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit. Let me introduce you to today's very special guest. Adam Watson has been in e-commerce for 16 years after he started selling on eBay when he was just 18. And in his own words, has made just about every mistake going along the way and he's had some great success. Right now, he's got three websites on the go, three e-commerce websites. There's hollywoodmirrors.co.uk, decorello.co.uk and ambientmirrors.com. They've all launched since August 2016 and already have a combined turnover of £450,000 per year. Now, that's a pretty impressive start, especially when you consider that last year, this is the reason why they all started last year, is that due to an accounting error, Adam lost absolutely everything. And we're going to get into that and how he's grown them as we go through today's interview. So hello, Adam. Hello, Chloe. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, good. Well, I think we're going to have plenty to talk about today, but let's let's go a bit chronological and let's start off with how you got started off in e-commerce all those years ago. Um, yes, so I was uh, 18 at, at uni um, and I wasn't really enjoying it and um, I kind of dropped out and I still have my student loan, a big, nice, big pile of money. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just started buying and, and selling things on eBay, yeah, and uh, I, just, I was hooked from, from there on in. Earning, earning money in my sleep so uh so you were literally yeah. kind of buying your stock on ebay and then selling it again on ebay um no i, I, I was uh, attending trade shows and, and things like that and um yeah just selling all sorts from clothes to kids battery powered cars to even um yeah viagra <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> so lots of lots of product category testing yeah. in those early yeah. days Mm-hmm. And when did you first decide to start selling via your own platform rather than a marketplace? Um, so later on, um, I opened a, a bricks and mortar store, uh, a furniture store, oh, wow. uh, a family business, yeah, me and my mother. And um, I did, did that for about 18 months. And then we, we started doing a little bit more. We, we opened a store, uh, online store, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of took over. So we, we shut the store about another 18 months later and uh, just focused online and uh, went from there. 
and that that's quite so you you've kind of done a bit of everything haven't you in the yeah. retail space you've done the yeah. done the the trading side of things on ebay you know finding those products finding the margin then you've done a whole bricks and clicks business and then you, you took that online i'm guessing from the from the sites you're now running that you're spe- you know you're continuing to specialize in homewares um yeah i think that's kind of yeah that's where i've been for the last 13 years um so yeah i know, I know the space pretty well um yeah, I, I am going to go into to uh, other other niches as well, hopefully in the next year or two. Um, but yeah, well, I'm not going to ask you what those niches are because I know a, a new niche is a very protected yeah. thing. But um, <laughs> but I just just want to yeah. dwell on the decision because I think a lot of people listening, especially those who maybe haven't yet started their e-commerce business, will be will will have ruled out home decor as an yeah. area to get involved in because, yeah. quite frankly, of the physical size of the products yeah. but you decided to specialize in it only what five years into your journey yeah. what what made you think it was a was a great area to get get involved with was it just that you loved the products or was there lots of margin or great options or um yeah um I, I do love the products but um, my mum was an interior designer and everyone used to say oh you should open a shop you should open a shop and uh so so we did and it just it led led down this way i i still knew about selling online a little bit and um yeah she she knew about the products got you so you, so she she could kind of accelerate the the speed of learning on the buying process and yeah. and you had a um some level of brand reputation or list yeah. or marketing power in that space already due, due to her yeah yeah that's right and given you keep sticking with it it must be working um yeah yeah it is working it is work. it's not the easiest like you say it's kind of um big items and, and fragile items but yeah yeah it's it's i enjoy it so tell us what happened last year um so yes uh we were implementing a new um accounting system uh bright pearl we're moving from sage to bright pearl mm-hmm. so they could manage all our amazon channels and uh ebay channels and manage all our stock a lot easier we we're getting too big and it was getting all manual um keeping everything together got you and there, was, there was a difference in, in the vat that amount coming from Sage to Bright Pearl, my account hadn't been calculating that on my Amazon sales. She didn't realise they were uh, registered in Luxembourg. So she'd be oh doing that gosh. for five years. So, so yeah, we're not. So every them. single Amazon sale for five years, you'd kept the VAT and not declared it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a bit of a shock. Yeah. So did, I assume HMRC, which for our international listeners is the UK's tax yeah. authority, um, I assume they didn't give you much slack for being honest and coming forward about it. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah, um, yeah. The, you, you just need to pay it, and um, or if you can't pay it, you've got to to uh, liquidate. Yeah, and that forced you into liquidation. Yeah, yeah. How soul destroying. Yeah, 13 years work, uh, just gone. <laughs> so, yeah, start again. Wow. And I, I, I'm just just to check, you're not working with the same accountant, are you, now? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, cool. And hopefully no one else out there is currently having a heart attack about this. But um, but if you are, check. Um, yeah, I think there's quite a few people that will be doing a similar mistake. Yeah, so definitely I mean, check. 
clearly that's given you a great opportunity to to start from scratch but do you want to just talk us through I mean how long how long did it take from the moment of realization to being ready to start again what was the journey through that time yeah we found out June last year and then um yeah the kind of process took about three months and yeah we had to make everyone redundant and things like that and um yeah and and we just opened again uh around about august september last year so yeah three four months gosh and and did you at any point you know from the moment it happened and you realized everything was going was there ever a doubt in your mind you'd do a similar thing again or, you know, did you think, oh, God, this is time to get a job? Or, right, I'm now going into something smaller and easier to send in the post. <laughs> or or was it always, you know, pretty soon after the body blow, was it a case of, right, this is an opportunity? It's uh, a good question. Uh, all sorts of emotions were r- running through uh, my mind. I was like, just trying to see how every avenue I could could fix the situation, but it, it was just too big. It, it, Mm. Um, I did consider getting a job I wrote out a CV and, but this is the only thing I know and uh, I've, I've never worked for anyone else I've, I've, you know I love I love what I do so I, I just went straight back to it and, and just uh, tried to keep everything small cost low and, and, and go from there really Well let's let's talk about the new thing then um, because I think I always think whenever something horrendous happens the the ability of your ability to get over it and to move on and to take turn it into an opportunity however appalling it feels is is the key thing in that scenario you know you you could have just decided to wallow and get a job at mcdonald's um or the checkout at tesco or whatever but but you you very quickly you know you said those those um the other websites were happening from august so that's only kind of three months at the absolute maximum before you you were back in business and i think that that's quite a serious emotional emotional achievement i must say so i applaud you for it but when you decided to get going again were there some things which you went right i'm never doing that again this is an opportunity to get rid of this This is an opportunity to do this because at that point you had what 15 years of experience uh, over ten of those in that uh, that homewares area. So, were there some things which which you were like, right, chance to start again? I'm doing this. I'm not doing that. We're going to do that. Were there was there kind of like a, an obvious list of opportunities? Um, there was, yes. Starting from kind of oh, we were on Magento and it, it took a lot of running and breaking and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was kind of expensive to run and, and trying to get a web designer to do anything on it. It, it, it took time. So, yeah, that, that was an opportunity. So we moved to Shopify. We said Shopify were, were cheap, quick and, and easy. And um, and have you got yeah, all three sites on Shopify? I have, yeah. yeah. Um, so nice, similar back ends across everything. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, and I, I just kind of I kept the high margin products from 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 uh, the previous business just stuck to big big products big value products and um yeah uh, so that, that was the kind of focus that I, that I took from the, the previous business so you look you went right previously we sold all kinds of furniture but mirrors is where 
yeah. where our, where we found the best traction. So let's yeah. focus on just that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool. So there was there was definitely a, there was a platform shift and a product choice shift. Anything else that was was it? I mean, I know we've got a, an interview coming up soon um, with a lady who's written a book about the million dollar one person business. And right, okay. I wonder what, what approach have you taken to the team and to staffing now you've started yeah. again? So we had 10 staff before, so we've kind of got four staff and kind of two of us, myself and my mother, kind of part-time-ish. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it's it's a lot lot smaller and lot, yeah, I don't have to worry about the staff issue. They're really good at the, at the team I've got. So have you, have you managed to reduce the manpower you need to do the sales? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the sales are a, a lot less, and um, yeah, so uh, so yeah. good opportunity to re- rebuild the team. But you didn't consider yeah. going down the whole virtually outsourced choice. Um, I do outsource a little bit. Um, I do I do outsource the kind of pay per click. Um, I, I just keep an eye on the figures and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, everything else done in in house. And do you still sell via the marketplaces as well? Uh, I've got a little eBay kind of outlet store that, that kind of uh, gets rid of the, the slow movers. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and yeah, we're no longer on Amazon. Uh, Amazon won't let me back on. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm not back on that. And is that something you're annoyed about or something you're okay about? Um, I suppose it, it kind of changes your focus. It, it was taking up a lot of my time on Amazon and it, was, it did drive kind of huge numbers, but the, the kind of the profit, the net profit by the time you've you've done everything, it's it's very small. So I think it has been a good thing to, to come off there. Removed a distraction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. Okay. So, and then eBay, were you selling, were you, did you just have the outlet strategy before or is that, that a new thing? It's like, well, if we're not doing Amazon, we'll just use eBay to shift stock and we'll focus entirely on our own platforms. Um, yeah, I have, I have always sold on eBay. It's been a, been a pretty small channel for, for, for what we do. Um, it seems to be more kind of discount buyers on there. Um, and we're kind of middle to high end. So, um, yeah, we we sell a little bit on there, but it's not kind of priority. It just trickles through. Got you. Yeah. All right, I want to I want to go into how you've built the businesses up so much so quickly. But before I do that, I've got one last question about how the businesses are right now, which is, uh, well, actually, no, two quick quick questions. One is, you're in the UK. Do you sell just to the UK, or are you selling overseas? Um, so Decorello um sells overseas but the mirror business is just the uk just a bit too fragile to send abroad got yeah and the decorello what product is that selling so uh it's kind of um design-led furniture kind of um yeah polycarbonate philip stark that kind of thing very nice and uh okay so then the last question before we go into how you've built those businesses back up is Given you're on Shopify, you must have some key widgets and plugins that you've got going on. So are there any you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Uh, yeah, I've got I've got three really good ones. Oh, awesome. Um, um, I've got uh, Chatra. Ch- Chatra. <laughs> how are you how spelling you... that? <laughs> so chat and then R-A at the end. Okay. 
Um, that is a live chat and it's it's free and uh, that that works really well. It works on your mobile phone. So while you're watching Coronation Street, you can uh, be closing a few sales on your phone. Very nice. <laughs> what other? What are the other two? And uh, the other one is Shoelace retargeting and that retargets on Facebook and you just kind of set it up and it later on and uh, that, that does a really good return on your ad spend. Does that well, one work, uh, take into account what products people have bought? It does, yes. Yeah. I ask because one what? of one of my Get More Customers Club is currently trying to do that manually. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, oh right, okay. <laughs> quick, quick recommendation. So that's a really good one. Yeah. Very nice. And, uh, uh, an exit intent pop up. We use uh, Privy, and that that improves conversions a lot. Um, I took your uh, email marketing course. Well, mm-hmm. my colleague did, and yeah, that that's worked really well. Oh, excellent! And you found have you done much testing with the pop ups, or did you go straight for the exit intent, or did you try other options? Um, we just went straight with the the exit intent. Yeah, um, but we need to do a bit more testing on that. Yeah, that, that's the thing with email signups. There is a never-ending list of potential tests on the go. Yeah. Um, okay, so three very, very good um, good recommendations there and quite clearly heavily tried and tested given your level of experience in e-commerce. In fact, you've got three sites to play around with plugins on as well. Um, so how i mean the the question on people's lips out there is going to be right okay so you you recovered from all that 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 happened to you and in 12 months you've got your sites to 450,000 turnover so what's what would you say has been the key to to achieving that level of growth in such a short period of time uh, okay i would say kind of yeah google shopping drive drives the most sales for ourselves so um getting your google shopping optimized mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I'm pretty savvy on, on the seo side I'm, I'm okay at that and um and instagram they're kind of the main three that that i'm focusing on at the moment um they're, they're kind of what what drives it all and is that because you knew that from before you knew those were going to be the key, so you just kind of doubled down on them? Or has it been a little bit of testing initially and then just really focus on the three channels that drive the money? Um, yes, yeah, so, so the Google and the SEO are all familiar with before. So, yeah, I kind of pushed that start off with to get to get the cash flow going. And then um, Instagram's a new one. I've only been doing that uh, four months, and that, that's going well at the moment. Excellent. And um, you said about... You had a you outsource the paper click. Does that include the Google Shopping campaigns? It does, yeah, yeah. So you did you yeah. build that in house initially, or was that always going to be a this is complicated? Let's give it to the experts. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit <laughs> it's a bit complicated, and <laughs> it's so much things to click in there. So uh, yeah, um, best give it to to, to an expert, and uh, yeah. Whilst we're on the subject of Google Shopping campaigns, and some of you listening may have heard me say this a lot, but if you have set up your own Google Shopping campaigns and you have all your products in the same ad group and you've never added a negative keyword, shame on you, quite frankly, because you are missing out on so much. So uh, so please, please either do a course on it or go and find someone to, to, to optimise it for you because you are missing out in such a big way. Um 
it my heart dies a little bit every time I log into someone's Google AdWords ads account and all they've got is one ad group with all their products in and no negatives. So personal plea from me there because um, it's such an important channel. Anyway, I'm about I'm about to start ranting, so I'll try not to start ranting. Um, is there anything which you've tested over the last year and a bit which you wish you'd not done so for those I I mean this is kind of like some advice for those who are out there who haven't who are just in the process of starting their business is there any kind of key tactic strategy that that you thought was going to be great but you would advise anyone else to steer away from that's a good question um yeah I want want advice doing mirrors (laughs) 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 but they're too fragile so that that has been a big learning curve and uh yeah I'm still Still trying to uh, perfect that, to be honest. Um, getting mirrors to other end of the country safely, and yeah, and uh, yeah, getting get, getting your products from China. That that's a whole new experience for me as well. So, uh, oh, so you do not done that before? No, no, it were all all branded in, in my previous business, so they were all UK or European uh, suppliers. So yeah, wow. So you've you've had all the mirrors bespoke design for you essentially yeah yeah. very cool and what what led you to decide to do that because you know we we discussed how um you decided to focus on the mirrors because they were a good product category but what made you to just decide that not only are we going to focus on mirrors but you're actually going to get your own done um i always think that's a huge leap to go (laughs) i'm not just going to buy from the trade shows i'm going to get i'm going to take on the design side of this Um, well, th- there aren't that many people doing mirrors uh, for good reason. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought there were opportunities. I thought I-, I will be able to do it. I- I'll find a way to do it. And, uh, yeah. Um, so I-, I just looked on um, Alibaba and I just looked around and we went from there. So did you use Alibaba as kind of a shopping zone for finding people who knew how to make mirrors and then you started a conversation with them? That's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, so not actually to buy the product on there, but to find the supplier. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, very nice. And have you gone through a few suppliers or did you get lucky the first time? Um, yeah, I'm about to change suppliers. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's another learning curve. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> consistency, um, yeah. So I'm trying, trying a new one now, see how that goes. Yeah, consistency can be a big issue, can't it? Because yeah. you it it takes so much time QAing everything, let alone the problems of if if something slips through the net. Yeah. Okay, so we've covered a few quite a lot, quite frankly, yeah. there, Adam. Um, what do you think is the most awesome thing about your business at the moment? Um, I think. The kind of the opportunity, I think, the kind of we've got the kind of back end sorted, and I can make a, a site in a different niche really quickly if I wanted to, and it wouldn't affect the day to day running of of the other stores. I think so. That that's the way I'm kind of looking at it to to get into different niches and um, yeah, go from there. And that deciding to go into lo- into other niches and launch these additional websites is that partly a risk mitigation angle um it must be subconsciously i think <laughs> yeah yeah i think from from the previous business it must be yeah so um it must yeah 
and there's only so many people searching for certain products and trying to be dominant in in, in any niche I think it, it requires a lot of capital so kind of being kind of for using a football analogy trying to get into the Champions League um, yeah it takes a lot of money um, mm-hmm. so I kind of just happy staying mid-table kind of multiple teams who are mid-table is yeah. a much more yeah. much more interesting and lucrative play than trying to be Man United yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I, li- I like that theory I like that theory. Get the low-hanging fruit, which is a phrase yeah. I absolutely hate, but uh, <laughs> but it does describe it rather well. Get the quick, quick and easy wins and then yeah. diversify. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Excellent. And over the coming, um, over, well, for let's be honest, for 2018, other than those extra niches, what's on your radar and to-do list right now? Or is it all about the niches? Um, so I'm looking to take the mirrors business to business, something I've uh, not done before. So um, I've read your book. It's very good. Um, very so I'm, I'm implementing a um, few few ideas from there and um, I'm going to make some phone calls and try, try and get, get in uh, some bathroom retailers and, and things like that. And that's the thing, which if you're creating your own product, it opens yeah. up that additional route to market, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you've got all these stores you can sell to, not just the consumers. Yeah. Very nice. Well, I think it's time we go into the top tips round. I love this section because it gives me and all you lovely listeners out there some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Adam, first up, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I own hundreds of books. Uh, I would go for uh, Perry Marshall, 8020, Sales and Marketing, The Definitive Guide to Working Less and Making More. Good choice. And that is one of the ones that is sat on my bookcase that I have never even opened. So (laughs) so you may have just inspired me to to lift it up out the shelves, (laughs) ready to start actually actually reading it. Because he's a genius, isn't he? He Really clever guy. Okay, cool. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Um, I think if, if you're looking at kind of people that are doing well, the new new brands in e-commerce that are doing well, they're kind of looking at Instagram influencers to to drive their their awareness. So yeah, that that's kind of a cheap, fast, and a good way to drive lots of lots of good traffic. For anyone out there who hasn't, who's scared of quite frankly of the whole Instagram influencer space, yeah. have you got any tips for them on how to get started? Yeah, so I wouldn't obviously go go for people that have got like hundreds of thousands of. Um, followers so you, you wouldn't um, but, go straight for a kardashian <laughs> if i had the money i, I probably would yeah but uh, <laughs> 160,000 for a post i think uh, she charges so um yeah so it's just kind of in the in the if you want it in between i don't know 15,000 to 100,000 you know send them a free sample then, then they might be happy to promote it for free um, if not, just kind of a, a small, small fee, and uh, yeah, just keep working at it that way. When we're talking small fee, are we talking hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands? 
know, fifty pound, fifty to eighty pound, depending really? on the kind of yeah, the kind of person follower they the, the kind of influencer they are. Um, yeah. Nice. Well, there you go, guys. It's a lot less scary than you think um, yeah. when we're talking about it like that. So thank you for those tips, Adam. Much appreciated. Right. We ought to get on with the proper top tips now. Uh, the yeah. tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plug in a phone app or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Uh, we use uh, Bright Pearl. Um, that kind of controls everything in the business. Um, so everything we can see everything in there. It kind of does accounting, stock control, uh, purchase orders, reporting. Uh, yeah, everything. And VAT. And VAT, yes. Yeah, it does that. <laughs> yeah, I hope it does that right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I like your little bluff that I hope it does it right, right now because I'm, I'm pretty certain you made damn sure it does that a bit right. <laughs> Um, okay, the startup top tip. If you yeah. met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? Um, I would just just research the competition and, and look where, where you can fit in, really. Um, see what you can do different or better, kind of doing stuff a lot better than, than what's out there. Um, I'd also probably look at the kind of keyword difficulty scores and the, the cost per click costs and um, yeah, see 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 what can be possible to achieve something quickly with with good margins. You need good margins. It's kind of anything with small margins. Kind of it's, it would be difficult to enter now. Out of far. Yeah. Okay, cool. Excellent advice. Well, Masterplan World, you can find all those top tips and links to the many other nuggets of advice that we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll see a link to this show. Adam, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Okay, yes. So um, we have uh, www.hollywoodmirrors.co.uk uh, decorello so it's decor and then elo.co.uk and uh, instagram is hollywood mirrors official excellent and we'll add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes again masterplan world you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or just go to the website click on the podcast tab or use the search box adam thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for being so generous sharing your roller coaster of experience with us it has been an absolute pleasure and i wish you all the best for the coming year thank you very much chloe for having me it's uh, been a pleasure thank you what a jam-packed episode, everybody. Um, so many little nuggets of advice there from Adam. That was really, really cool. Um, I would say, for me, the biggest message to take out of this episode is we all, from time to time, hit those crazy walls. Hopefully, for most of you, they won't be quite as crazy as, uh, as suddenly discovering you haven't paid VAT on all your Amazon sales for five years. Hopefully yours won't be quite that level of brick wall, but the power that you have is to take that hideous scenario and go, right, how do I move on? What's the next thing? And as we saw from from Adam's story, he very quickly moved on and kind of 
optimized his business or, or started his new business from a foundation of optimization of what he'd done before. So he'd previously been, been on Magento, didn't get on with it for many reasons that he detailed in the show. So now he's on Shopify and he's got all his systems on Shopify. He's using that Bright Pearl system that he moved on to that takes care of all the back end. He's got, as he said, the back end sorted and he's now got a huge opportunity to bolt on niche after niche after niche. He picked the marketing methods which had previously worked for him and they've built up, built up sufficient sales that for the last four months he's been testing Instagram. He's streamlined his team. He's obviously no longer allowed on Amazon, but he's used that to give him more focus and to enable him to focus ever more on his business, his own site, his own sales, which he's doing a cracking job of growing. Loads of stuff in there for you all. I hope you found that useful. The next episode in the 2018 growth series will be out on Thursday. It's my interview with respected e-commerce journalist Elaine Pofelt about her brand new book, The Million Dollar One Person Business. Make great money, work the way you like, have the life you want. Yes, it's all about scaling revenue without scaling staff. I'm really excited to bring you this one as I know a lot of you will find this super useful. Naming no names, but you know who you are. Now, whilst you're waiting for that to come along, why not watch some of the great videos in the e-commerce master plan virtual summit? It's completely free and we added another four sessions a couple of weeks ago. So go on, have a watch. ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit. Have a great week, all of you, and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.